Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Karen Bunnell, an advanced registered nurse practitioner, a collaborative divorce coach, a teacher, facilitator. Karen is immersed in the work of helping families through the process of separation and divorce, helping the parents, and more particularly, helping the children to feel loved, supported, and to thrive. More recently, Karen has created a special tool, the Parenting Plan Workbook, which really supports the necessary work when a spousal separation is in the works, or could be a good tool for a family working on simply better communication. So now let's meet Karen Bunnell and learn more. Karen Bunnell, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Kate, it's my pleasure Thanks again for having me. I look forward to talking about co-parenting and the new year and all matter of good things. Absolutely. And maybe that's the first step. It's Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Yay. No <laughs> kidding. And what a year it's been in 2017. So let the new year begin. Absolutely. And I feel that, you know, there's always this optimism. I feel very strongly about that, uh, being positive and optimistic, because in our conversation this morning, as we look at uh, co-parenting, as planning for it, and thinking of good things, because at the very foundation of it, what we want to create, of course, is that joy and happiness for us, but starting with our children, because, well, really, they just deserve it, don't they? You know, the one thing, especially as parents come out of the holidays that we know, this is an interesting thing. Uh, this is often a month, January, where parents contemplate finally taking the step to separate. And what I say to parents as they contemplate that step right now in this breath, in this step, you are setting the foundation for your children's two-home family future. And so to the extent that they can take that step knowing, okay, we're all going to be okay. We're going to come out the other side of this. This is huge. It's big. It worries me. Of course, it's painful. And if we maintain that optimism, if we take those steps in a certain sort of way where we're looking at that co-parenting, we're looking at our children's childhood, we're going to do just fine. And what is really critical to hear in that is to approach it in a very open, methodical way and discussing, having that open dialogue to really make sure that we're on the same page by discussing any of the pitfalls and um, just questions that come along. Exactly. And and for some people, that includes, you know, getting a coach or a, or a group of people who have been through it so that they can really share ideas about how to do it because it's difficult. You know, if you've made the decision or, or the relationship has come to a place where it needs to end, that's painful. And there's grief involved in that. And, of course, people worry about will their children be okay. And so being able to at least come together around we are going to be sure that even as we restructure this family, even as we bring our intimate partnership to an end, we're going to remain good parents. Now, you may not know exactly how you're going to do that, but it starts with step one. That's your resolution, right? We will remain good parents above all, right? Until death do us part, we will be parents to our children. That's a beautiful thing. 
holy cow, that's really hard when I'm this scared, this uncertain, and I'm facing this much loss in my marriage. Yes. And here's where you come along, Karen, and your team of uh, collaborators in these books, and now with uh, uh, relatively recently the Parenting Plan Workbook, here are the tools so that you don't have to feel that kind of scared. It's like, okay, someone's been through this. Someone's really researched this. Let, let's get on board and use the tools that are right here at hand for us. It, it's very true. And in fact, when we pulled together the Parenting Plan Workbook, there are 25 family law professionals from around the world, right? They're from five different countries who have contributed inspirations in that book. And the purpose of that was to say, there are options. As parents facing divorce or as even two adults may not have children but have community, have extended families, we can do divorce different. Okay, here's our second resolution. We're going to do this differently. We're not going to run off to the courts, to adversarial lawyers, into a fear-based, there's not enough, I'm going to take you to the cleaners sort of approach. No, 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 no. Our second resolution is much more one of a peaceful resolution. We're going to do this respectfully. We're going to do this fairly. We're going to say stop. We're going to stay self-determined, right? And so there we have another whole. That's part of what's in the parenting plan handbook. It's another way to do this that preserves the relationships to the people who are important to us, which include our community and our extended family. And ultimately, we will find that we are so much more at peace. It's a really big step to do the separating and get to the divorce. But there is a very positive way to approach this. That's the thing, is to know that we have that in our power, that we don't need to go that negative route that unfortunately seems to... uh, be found in so many movies and TV shows and just the media in general about stuff. We want to do it better and differently. Exactly. You know, we don't need to start in the War of the Roses, right? right? Uh, and, 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 And as we've learned, there really are people out there who are skilled at helping us stay in our, in the part of ourselves that we can be proud of. When we look back in five years to be able to be proud of ourselves, to be able to say, wow, that was one of the hardest things I think I've ever done. And it, it often is for people one of the hardest things they've ever done. And I'm really proud of us. And sometimes we need support to stay in that better self, right? Sure. Sort of like the devil on the left shoulder and the angel on the right shoulder. And we really want to pull. We really want to pull for that right shoulder so that our children can see us, even as adults, struggling and finding our way through a very tough situation, but coming out as constructively and productively as possible, right? So that's definitely something. Those are choices that we have. Who we choose to have help us, that's on us. Exactly. And there's the thing, though, to resolve to find those who can help us, because this is definitely territory that has been navigated already. We don't have to reconstruct it for ourselves. 
Exactly. And so oftentimes when I'm sitting with parents and we talk about you know, one of their big questions, frankly, Kate, is do we tell our children that we're actually getting divorced because that word divorce just carries so much connotation, doesn't it, in our culture? it has It's almost a fearful word and uh, one that implies destruction uh, and damage and brokenness. And so I say to parents, it's really, really important that you do use the quote-unquote D word, and it, at the same time, follow it immediately with saying, and what that means in our family. So what divorce means in our family is that mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad, whoever parents are, continue to take good care of children even as they become a two-home family so that we can begin to really redefine what that means. Divorce doesn't need to be destructive and damaging and result in broken families. It can mean we are restructuring our family. We are bringing one relationship to an end while we continue other relationships in a new way. And how empowering it is for children to watch that unfold where respect can still be so much a part of it. And then, and they are not asked to divide their allegiance, that they don't have to choose sides. That, that is just so painful. That's what adds so much angst and, and challenge in a divorce. So here is a way to do it in a very positive, proactive way. I think you just brought up our third resolution for the (laughs) new year, which is we will not put our children in the middle. We will not do that to them. We will make sure as parents that they will always be able to love both of us out loud and openly, and we'll support that, and we will never be negative about each other to them in a way that hurts their heart. Oftentimes, parents don't realize that as they're expressing their own angst, upset, betrayal, and hurt with their intimate partner, that their children are listening. And for their children, it's confusing and upsetting. It hurts their heart. They're thinking, that's my mom you're talking about, or that's my dad you're talking about, and it hurts. And so our third resolution really is, you know, as hard as this is and as mad as I might be at you, I will never put our kids in the middle. They don't deserve that. Absolutely. That they deserve to have a childhood. Yes, childhood isn't always just uh, fun and games, but it also should not be so destructive that uh, they just don't know where they fit. Do they have a life, really? Right. And they don't want to feel guilty and ashamed that they have needs. You know, if if their needs end up precipitating us fighting over who's going to pay for the basketball shoes, who ends up feeling ashamed of wanting to play basketball? I've always played basketball, and now you're fighting over who's going to pay for my basketball shoes? How painful is that? So, you know, when we think about what children need as families restructure, They need some continuity to the extent that we can provide that. They need to know what's going to stay the same, what's going to change. So, you know what, we're not necessarily sure if we're going to have to sell our home, but what we do know is you're going to continue to go to school right in your own classrooms with your own friends. Okay? Sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. We let kids know what will change and what's going to stay the same. And they need us 
to keep our conflict to ourselves. There's going to be plenty of things to be in conflict about. If, it, if there wasn't, we probably wouldn't be getting divorced. So let's just be honest about it. But we don't need to expose them to conflict, and we don't need them to be caught in the middle of our conflict, right? So those are the things that we're most aware of, not letting kids get caught in the middle, managing that conflict, continuing to provide them some sort of continuity in their lives, keeping a good credit rating with each other, and we're not going to fight about who pays for the basketball shoes, right? Let's just get them paid for. Let's get our little kiddo out there on the basketball court in their life, period. Exactly. So isn't this such a great way to begin the new year? And you're you're making it so simple, Karen, by already listing those resolutions, taking away the guesswork, but using that potentially uh, just as a working plan that you can individualize, obviously, make it your own with all the details that you want to expand upon or shift in a different direction. Exactly, because, you know, every family is unique. And at the same time, humans share a lot in common. There's a lot of universality. And so I, when I'm talking with parents, one of the very first things that I ask them to do is tell me, each of them, tell me what it's like to be a parent to your children. And I want to hear them describe their unique little beings in their family so that as we talk about how to develop a parenting plan, a residential schedule, how to do joint decision-making together. That's a skill, by the way. Sometimes parents really have not practiced that, even as a married couple, right? So as we're building all those skills, they are tailored to who is your little Madeline, who is your Bradley. We want this to fit this family in a holistic way, even as they become a family across two residences. And here we know that it works. You have been involved in this work for many years. And when you add that in with all of your collaborators, I mean, there's such a wealth of experience and information that we don't have to feel like we're having to reinvent something. It's right here at our disposal. You know, it truly is. It was probably a good 30 years ago that um, the beginning of the collaborative law, family law movement, collaborative divorce began, and it started in Minnesota. It came to the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area, in the very early 2000s. And now if people were to go on to King County Collaborative Law, they would find, you know, a hundred trained collaborative law professionals who believe that your co-parenting relationship is incredibly important post-divorce, who believe that your children's childhood should be front and center during a divorce process, who know how to help with uh, a respectful and fair and well-budgeted and successful financial outcome, how to help parents achieve that. And do that with the parents and the, and the couple, you know, not just parents, but adults who are, uh, who are child-free, how to do that financial settlement in a self-determined and an empowered way. So there are over 100 people right here in Seattle who have had that specialized training to choose from, and many, many more, many more mediators who can help people stay out of court and stay out of adversarial uh, 
kind of litigation-driven experiences around divorce. And one really great way to begin that, too, is to do the research for ourselves, really inform and educate ourselves uh, by picking up a copy, reading the co-parenting handbook. Now, the workbook is something you need to own because here it has it all just laid out for us, ready to put our pen or pencil to it and, and, and start structuring our own personal plan. You know, the goal there was exactly that. And it was written not necessarily just for the state of Washington, but the but any any set of parents have to look through an incredible list of decisions about children as you move into a two-home family. And so it simply provides, it provides journal questions so that you can kind of deepen your understanding. It has inspirations from, as I mentioned, these family law professionals. And then it just gives you plain ideas like how to do spring break. How do parents, how do parents share children over spring break? Or what do you think about when it comes to the holidays? They're so special. I can't imagine a holiday without my children. And how do people do it? So in the workbook, there's just tons of ideas. Again, like a cafeteria menu. You might want a banana, you might want an apple. It's all there and it's the pros and cons of both uh, to choose from. So at least you can begin the thinking. Exactly. And see that there are other ways of thinking that uh, we need to maybe, you know, kind of poke our head out of our box where we've always done it this way, so it must be this way, and realize that there's this grand, great new world out there of ways to really maybe make things so much better than they were. Right. You know, that comes up often, um, that comes up often, Kate, for people who are children of divorced parents. And so they can kind of go one of two directions, which is I don't want to do anything like my parents did, particularly if their parents were divorcing in the late 60s, 70s, early 80s. It was probably pretty rocky, to be honest. And oftentimes a parent, most often a dad, being a little stereotypic here, was marginalized from the family. The children lived full-time with their mom. That was very typical. And they visited with their dad every other weekend, and maybe they had hamburgers with him on Wednesday. And we really know now that that often disadvantages children. And what we've learned, what the research tells us, is that children are actually emotionally and physically healthier as adults when they've had a strong and engaged relationship with both of their parents. So today, when we think about residential schedules and how we share children, we really like to think about can, can we, do we have the resources to create a home with each parent for, so for children to feel at home with both parents, not just one parent, but both parents. And in order to do that, they need to have enough time with each of their parents to create that sense of home. So those are things we talk through, and of course, we want to take respect for people's work environments and what those demands are. And are they are they actually available to be a parent during the week? Can they help with homework? Can they be at the baseball diamond? But as we talk it through, we often find that there are residential schedules that really allow parents to work long and hard at their jobs certain days of the week and then really can be home at a reasonable hour to help put dinner on the table and do homework on other days of the week. And guess who benefits? both parents 
and kids. We don't end up with a burned out mom who's primarily parenting too many children by herself too much of the time. We end up with another parent who has this luxurious relationship that they may have never had with their kids, right? And we have kids who get to parents really engaged in their life. So those are things that we talk through and think through about how to do that in the most skillful way for everyone. Such a win-win, I I know that's a little cliche, but really so important that everyone can win here, that we're not taking sides, that no one has to feel torn and feel guilty about anything. Really, it's so constructive and so proactive. It's really the best gift we can give ourselves and to our children. Right. It's what I call preventive mental health. We already know that when parents are under incredible stress and duress, and especially if that is promoted and allowed to go on, uh, you know, sustained for a year or two through an ugly, ugly battling divorce, the casualties of that, of course, are the adults, are the financial situation for the family, but they're really for the children who carry that legacy their entire lives. And so, I always say, this is kind of my contribution to world peace, one family, one couple, one parent-child diet at a time, just really strengthening the way we change relationships so that there's less harm done. I have to go back to that phrase that is really so beautiful, Karen, world peace, one family at a time, because of course, if we're going to be feeling peaceful and we exude that into the world and we multiply this, yeah, the potential is right there. And what are you going to do? It's the butterfly factor, right? Yes. So I, you know, I believe deeply and, you know, if I can't manage to begin to build some peace within myself then I can't bring that to my co-parent. I can't bring that to my children. And so we even sometimes have to just begin with, here's our maybe our fourth resolution, which should have been our first. Start with really strong self-care. If if you are contemplating changing a very, very important relationship, a divorce, ending an intimate partnership, begin by taking good care of yourself. It means that if I'm not sleeping, I've got to, Go talk with my primary care provider and say, I'm not sleeping. I need to sleep. I'm going to make sure I'm really cutting back on the alcohol. I'm going to try and walk every day or go for a run or get to the gym. I'm not going to overwork. I'm going to realize that this is a time where self-care needs to kind of come front and center in a different sort of way. I can't parent from an exhausted, stressed out place, right? So... That self-care, that inner peace, that I'm going to take a minute here and have a cup of tea time is really critical when we're making such an enormous decision as restructuring a family. This, again, makes it so workable for us if we're feeling in that space of being frazzled. Karen, you are outlining it to make it so much easier to navigate. Now, is it really going to be easy? No, it'll take work, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things that can be tricky talking about this, um, you know, Divorce is an an incredibly important decision. It is a major, major life decision for an entire family. This is not a walk in the park for anyone. And what we know is for the person who may finally come forward and do what I call call the finish line, who might finally come forward and say, 
I want a divorce. That didn't happen because I woke up on Saturday and got cranky reading the paper. That's probably been a decision in the making for two to five years. That is not an easy thing to bring forward to your family. And so if we understand the enormity, the gravity, we also understand that we can confidently find our way through it. It's like it's they're not mutually exclusive. So I don't ever mean to portray this as, oh, this is a walk in the park and just follow A, B, C, D. Here's your four resolutions. I'm saying those are four resolutions. Those are critical. This is an, this is a very important decision. You can make this. The two of you can do this. And it's hard. It's hard. Yes, it's going to require so much of you. But to keep in mind, too, that if we do this work, the end goal is that we are each going to be feeling so much more peaceful and the children these critical little beings, or they may be teenage beings or even older, but we are preserving uh, their life, preserving who they are so that they can develop into really wonderful uh, adults and human beings. That is 100%. And you are right that it's not just little ones. It's teens. It's young adults. It's our adult children who still need us to go through a family restructuring with deep respect for the fact that we're talking about changing what they've built their entire life on, their entire childhood, right? And so we want to be thoughtful about that. And all their relationships with their relatives and their community, we're not deleting a family. We're restructuring it. And we want to be aware of that. Such important information that is so critical for each and every one of us because we are all touched by this in some way. So we have uh, really at our disposal, a, a start is your website, Karen. I think that's a such a wealth of information. So would you please mention that for us? Sure. It's Coach Mediate Consult. So coachmediateconsult.com. And, you know, you can get there by way of just by name, Karen Bonnell. If you Google that, you're going to get right to my website as well. Um, That's a great place to start. The books, of course, are accessible on the website and can be purchased at Barnes & Noble or any, you know, your independent bookstores as well as, of course, on Amazon. And um, there's videos. I have a YouTube channel, uh, the workbook has a series, actually up to four hours, of uh, video that was done with an attorney, Felicia Maltby-Soleil, wonderful family law attorney in Gig Harbor. Those are also available if you just want to be walked through the workbook with the videos. That's right there as well. Um, People are always welcome to email me, ping me. We can, you know, communicate that way as well. So there is this wealth of information, and we can start at whatever place or in a way that is uh, most comfortable for us. We might be readers and want the book. We might want to start out with the videos because we just operate better that way. You've really covered all these bases to try and help us. Not try. No, you are helping us. It's it's right there. We just need to tap into it and take advantage of it. 
Well, that was my hope. That was my hope is that you didn't need to end up in my office or anyone's office as a place to start. But as just reach out, just get on the Internet, just go to the library. It's all there to get started. And, of course, reach out for help as you need more and more support. You know, that's also there. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's all available to us. And the thing is, maybe we have felt like we're on our own on some island, some desert island. But I think what the goal here this morning, Karen, is to say, no, you're not alone. And here's a way to make things better. Uh, the new year starts. Let's make it that. You know, we're always so filled with hope and optimism. Here's a way to really make it work for us and make it so much greater for each and every one of us. I'm on the team, Kate. <laughs> That's exactly what I hope for each family that may be facing this kind of restructuring. Well, Karen Bonnell, you have certainly done so much of the work. You've really uh, helped us by really also outlining it for us this morning if we were not sure how to even write out those resolutions for ourselves if not wanting to take each of them just as they are we can again have that framework so we can make it individual for our own circumstances so you are truly a gift and a great way to begin this new year thank you kate this has been such a pleasure and I do hope that people will reach out if they uh, just need ideas or support. They are welcome to do that. And they've got great ways to contact me or other family law professionals who have been trained to support families through family restructuring. That is so terrific. So thank you again so greatly. And uh, let's uh, team up to make this just the best year ever. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Karen Bunnell and Sunday Morning Magazine with Aaron Jafaris. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, then look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of supporting each other in whatever life challenges that might come along. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9, the station to pick you up and make you feel good. Good morning.